Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, before we continue with that, um, we are going to talk today about whether or not you should be allowed to drink during sports matches. And the IRFU have released this survey findings. They found that 68% of those asked said that they would not support a booze ban at the Aviva Stadium. So I want to know, what do you think? Tras is with us on the line today in Waterford. Well, Tras, do you think you should be allowed to drink at matches? Well, I think... Well, obviously, people will drink before and after a match, you know, and that used to be in, in the local pub or the nearest pub to the stadium. But um, the main issue, I think, that has been caused by this is people getting up. You know, you're watching a game, then somebody gets up. And I mm. think somebody said that 78-year-old man, he had to get up how many times during one game. And you're missing it. I think it's very hard to ban it totally. I would be in favour of betting it, to be honest with you, because um, you can't concentrate in a game you're watching and then you're kind of looking each side of the person that's getting up. And then, and it's not just going out for, for, for the drink, but they're going to the loo a lot more often. So you have a lot of disruptions during the game. Um, and the other thing is, like, I think nowadays there's a lot of people going to the game who are not really interested in rugby. You know, they're there on a more of a social occasion. I know it is a social thing, yeah. but um, there are a lot of very serious um, rugby supporters and they can't even get matches for some of the big games. Or sorry, they can't get tickets for the for the big matches. Um, and that's a shame. And I think if you looked at any of the clubs, for instance, like um, Comand, in like the passion, very elderly men and women and the passion for rugby, and it's a shame that a lot of them, they can't get tickets to see their their club members play in, in Lansdowne Road. Sorry, that's to show my age yeah. in, in Aviva. <laughs> They're always, yeah. But uh, they, like, a lot of them won't get tickets. Yeah. And a huge, and the last, the last international game I was at was about seven years ago for my 60th birthday. I'm definitely showing my age now. And it was... It was. It had changed so much because I hadn't been or I hadn't gotten a ticket for a long time before that, even though I'm supporting or I'm a rugby sport since I was about 16. Mm. But um, a lot of the, there was an awful lot there who really weren't interested in rugby. You know, and I think that is the issue that okay. uh, they're just going to... Social event. Yeah. Like it is, it is a social event, a yeah. sports game, but not like you can, you should be there number one for the sport. You know. You can miss. You could miss a brilliant try, right? okay. but, but I think a lot of them. Obviously, if they were interested enough, they're not going to be running out to the bar every five minutes, or and subsequently going to the loo every five minutes. You know. Let, that's what I feel anyway. Okay, Vinny is with us as well, Tras. Um, would you agree with Tras, Vinny? I would, Andrew. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I suppose my thing is uh, very simply. Uh, like the chance to be a fine thing, you know, uh, to to be able to get up and have to leave people in and out to the to, to the to the bar or whatever. But like I have uh, the monster season tickets there, three of them with about nine ten years, um, and all oh, look twenty thirty years going up to to as you say Lansdowne and Aviva now. But you you can't get the tickets anymore. I mean, it's like a pub up there when you do. But I mean, and and I love drink. I don't mind. I've no issue with, with having a few drinks, whatever, going before, during, and after. But mm. Like what I find is even with the season tickets, I'm going to the World Cup in October. I was in Australia, the World Cup in 2003, you know. So like 
I fairly follow it. The cold Friday nights above, like with the two kids above in Tormund. Uh, and I suppose then when you go to an international, sometimes there's a lottery goes through the supporters club. So you might get uh, a ticket an odd time there for, say, an Italian game or whatever. But like it's up in the corner, up at the back. You can't get near, you can't even see it. To be honest, mm. it's embarrassing. But I just think the IRFU should look a bit more at the people that actually do genuinely. And, and it is, like, it's very simple to see, uh, you know, it's an algorithm or whatever, to see who's going. Everything is barcoded, everything's down to a name, supporters club number, whatever. They know who's going to the games. But I mean, the genuine people that I suppose to put in the hours and put in the time at the matches and the club games that, you can't get to a game. Yeah, okay. Absolutely so so there's, na- I mean, it's funny, it's interesting though, because both yourself and Trass have actually talked more about the accessibility of the tickets and being able to get yeah. to th- get to the game. So That's when you, problem. when you do get to the game, Vinny, should people then be allowed to sit and drink? Because like when you go to, a, a, you know, a game match, it's not a story. Yeah, well, you go, yeah, it's not. But, but as I say, I, I, <laughs> My my issue really is more with with getting to them. So and and that's the root cause because the reason that people are getting up and in and out, they're going to it because it's like going to watch it on a big screen somewhere. They're not actually going to watch the game. The vast majority, if they're not talking, they're they're getting up and they're going to to, to the bar or whatever. But look, maybe not during the game. Leave them out kind of ten minutes before the end or something. I don't know. It's it, it's always going to be a problem if people are in and out to the bar, no matter what they're going. But it, it's who's at the game is a lot of the issue. I think. Would you? Because they're there for the drinks a lot of the time. Right. Too many bandwagon supporters. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, probably been guilty of being on that bandwagon myself. Yeah, and I probably am in other sports. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't been in a rugby match. Well, that's what I was after probably about six yeah. years ago. But I mean, I'm not yeah. going to sit here and, and say if I was offered a ticket, I wouldn't go. Yeah, no, you know, no, and like, you know, and and it's funny, Trask, because like when I was thinking about this this morning, and the last thing I was at actually funny in the Aviva was um, was Westlife, you know, in July in a gig, yeah. and I like to be able to have a drink at the, you know, when I'm at a gig. So I was trying to think today if I was going, if I was going to a match, I would I feel? But you see the the correlation there between between um, the the tickets and and drinking is that. Mainly the ones that are getting up drinking are ones who who really have no interest in the game, and they're getting the tickets. And where is the likes of? And I I've, I'm I'm absolutely in awe of the Monster Club, because they're just they're so passionate, they're unbelievable. You'd see them and and I'd say some of them close to ninety, and they go in there on cold winters nights, and the passion absolutely. I'm a Connacht supporter myself, right. but living in in Monster. But like the passion those people have, how yeah. many of them get a ticket for for Aviva? Very few, I'd say. Okay, and then it's it's the and up down, up down, there, like but a there's pub. not enough. Okay, what they should Let's... do is have a have a system where we'll say that they will record every match people go to and give priority to them for tickets. How do you prioritize the genuine fans? I that that'll that'll be a real conversation starter if we get that going today on the text line. Look, let me know your views on this. Five three one zero six is the text number. Stay with us, Trass and Vinny. David is on the line as well. David, I believe you you're a soccer fan. Um, is this ever an issue? The games that you go to? No, and that's no, that's why I texted him this morning because I was kind of supporting. There was Shane Coleman this morning. I think was talking about it. Um, like so, I haven't been to an Arsenal game now in a few years, obviously with COVID, but. Mm. Throughout my life, I've been to the Emirates probably 10, 12 times and like every fan who's at that match is there to watch the football. Well, I have been at some mainly London derbies. Like, so if anyone gets up, they're always afraid they're going to miss something. Um, so 
no one will definitely be getting up during the match to go inside to get a point. <laughs> That'd yeah. be the last thing on their mind, I would think, at yeah. those matches anyways. Okay, so, so it just does, uh, doesn't happen then at, 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 at uh, football games? Just not... I wouldn't say that. In my experience, it hasn't happened to games I've been at, but like, mm. of course it could happen in certain other kind of uh, in areas, but... It's, I, I don't know if okay. points are, uh, obviously English, oh, sorry, soccer fans don't really have the, the best name for themselves anyway, so <laughs> I'm not too sure mm. if they would be the best uh, example to go on. But okay. you, you said it happened in football games no, as well? No, well I'm just, yeah, no, well, I'm just asking, I mean, I know from being at um, previous, you know, GA matches that, like, if you're at an All-Ireland, or that, like, you don't, there's there's no drinking down in the stadium during the match. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it'd be the same thing, actually. I was trying to think, because I was going to actually look it up before I came on. I, I, as far as I remember when I was there you weren't actually able to bring drink into the stadium as in like up to the seats so you were allowed to have it in the in the, in the tiers and have the food and stuff like that I, yeah I couldn't remember either now because it's been a while but I'll be going again soon I'm sure hopefully yeah. if Arsenal win the league this year yeah you'll get back <laughs> Kieran, what about you do you think you know people should be allowed to drink at matches yeah oh absolutely but not during the game like if, you know if you look you mentioned there at the uh, Crow Park they have a very strict rule you can drink at the concourse Drink as much as you want, but you can't bring a point out. Simple. Now, I think this whole this whole argument um, or discussion started when Jerry Torney wrote an article about mm. an elderly gentleman that was at one of the games, and he had to get up out of the seat in excess. I think it was eighty times during a match. Now that's that's unacceptable. Um, like if you if you go to the theatre, you know if, if somebody goes for a bathroom break, it's it's it's, it's annoying. Imagine getting up and down eighty times, and that's only forty people in and out. So like. You know, really, I just think it's a very simple solution. If you want a point, go into the concourse, have your point, or your stay there. College, or whatever you want, stay there, but don't allow it to be brought out. Very, very, you know, that, and, and I've been pro park dozens, if not hundreds of times, and there's never an argument. The stewards standing at the, the, mm. the exit, they say, sorry, you can't bring your alcohol out. People will either say, they'll drop the point, and they'll, they'll try and finish it, and they'll, they'll go out. Now, people will still go for toilet breaks. That's part and parcel, parcel of life. But, you know, and I know the RSU, I think they stated that it's in their contract uh, with their their, um, their suppliers or their catering people uh, that they, they have to be allowed to bring alcohol out. But I, I just think it's, you know, people, uh, the, the previous one of the previous uh, speakers there stated that, you know, genuine supporters want to go to the game. Mm. If somebody wants to go in for a point, off you go, but stay there. That's it. You know, I suppose the element of this that's getting a lot of reaction is the prioritising, if you want to call them, of genuine fans, people who people who um, then can't in turn get tickets. Like as one listener here describes it in the text line, the real fans can't get tickets. It's the prawn sandwich brigade that are getting the tickets and most have no interest in rugby. Yeah, do you experience that, Kieran? I, I, don't, I myself don't generally go to rugby matches primarily because I can't get a ticket, but I don't think that's, that's necessarily true. Like, the majority of the fans there are real fans. Like, yeah, they're sure there's a small cohort. But part of the problem is that the, the, the uh, attendance uh, of uh, the capacity of, of um, Lansdowne or Bediva is it's substantially less than Crow Park. Like, Crow Park is 82,000, I think. Bediva probably about 50,000. Now, for an international rugby match, you could probably sell it three times over. So it's a supply and demand. But I would, I would argue that the majority of fans there are good, decent supporters. Like, you know, people like having a pint, but as I said, it's just a simple solution. Yes, have as much drink as you want, within reason, but don't allow them to bring mm. their alcohol out yeah. and disturb. Like, if you imagine that, that gentleman that 
I mentioned there eighty times. Oh, I know, I know. Sure, seems outrageous completely. Yeah, like I yeah. mean, you know, no doubt, no, no, no doubt about it. When you hear when you hear that number for sure, do you agree with that, Finny? Like, I mean, Kieran's point there on it's just it's just to do with capacity issues. Hundred percent. And even even if you like, as I say, I'm a long time going to to the game back to the Lansdowne days. But I mean, atmosphere even now. I sit there at times and you say, and, and a good game. And like the atmosphere, there's, there's an incredible difference between a good GA match and even soccer. I wouldn't go to many of the soccer matches now, but I mean, we go to soccer matches, the singing, the concert, the noise, all that. Like some of the rugby matches now are gone really quiet. They're real subdued. But the atmosphere, so like, it, you know, so it's not correlation in the drink. And, you know, it, it, I, I genuinely think like there's a lot of people that would give anything to go to the matches, but this can't get like the people that are going to the Connacht, the Munster and the Leinster, the Ulster games, but they can't get near the, the Aviva. So, like, even some of them, the names, I just know from friends of mine, you know, and they all go, but they got tickets through work or through whoever, a friend of a friend. Friends, or friend work. brings you or know? something, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And but, that's yeah, how they get it. Drink it outside. Drink away, Matt. I leave, like, like, happy days. Yeah, food, leave it on the, know, leave, leave the drink yeah. in the concourse. There's another text in from a listener here who says, if people want to drink at matches, they should stay in the bar at the grounds and watch the match on the TV there. People getting up and down to go and buy drink. They're disturbing the fans, spilling drink and others. It's totally ridiculous. I go to the international rugby um, games and the carry-on of people going in and out for drink uh, and at the um, Ulster rugby as well with only a passing interest in the match. It's extremely annoying. And it's disrupting fans, actually, who were there to genuinely watch the match. Keep them coming in to us. 53106 is the text number. Trass, Finney, um, Kieran and David, thanks a million for getting in touch with us on the programme. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Um, we were talking about this Aviva. The or not the the IRFU survey that's out. Um, naturally, majority of supporters don't want a booze ban at the Aviva Stadium. And I've just been asking you: Do you think you should be allowed to drink during sports matches? There's a lot of reaction to this. Jamie is on the line. Jamie, would you be in favour of a booze ban at matches? Uh, hi, thanks for uh, taking the call. And uh, no, I, 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 I've been going to matches since I'm fourteen, fifteen years of age. And uh, what I'm finding over the last few years is the atmosphere has gone completely in the Viva Stadium with people. All that is is up and down for the whole match for pints. I was at the New Zealand game recently and I noticed the guy after four or five minutes going up for pints. Like, you know, it, it, we used to, the old Lansdowne used to be famous for setting the records for the best atmosphere and everything like that. And it's just, it's like a library there. Unless it's New Zealand or England or France playing, um, the atmosphere is completely gone. Is it? Just not the not what it used to be at all. And, and you, you blame up and down to the bar for that? Well, I do. Like, I, I'm fortunate enough to have tickets to um, uh, most of the games. And uh, it's, just, it's, it's just non-stop. Uh, as the caller said earlier, I'm not sure the people going to these games, how much of rugby fans they are. Is it just a day out nowadays? And like the cost of a ticket is €100, Euro, €120 Euro now. Um, I recently got in touch with a rugby club that I get my tickets off and I said it to them because of the tickets I had, it was right beside an aisle. And all I was doing was either getting up and down or ducking around people to be able to watch the game live, you know. Does it matter who goes though, Jamie, to the games? Like, if people are paying no, for the tickets. Well, no, I, I no, and, and that's fair enough. And if you're willing to pay for it, you're entitled to go. Um, only recently, a game I went to, there was a man beside me, 
and we got up to let somebody buy and he said to the guy going by he said if you come back with pints I'm not letting you back into the aisle so right I can imagine how that went down yeah well, I understand oh, it that it, it, it didn't go down well at all but there is a frustration in the stadium like I, I saw the survey yesterday and I looked at it and I, you know the the numbers don't add up to me because, as I said, I do go to a lot of games and talking to people. There is a huge frustration in the stadium that, he, you know, it's 40 minutes. Surely have your pint before the game. Have your pint at halftime. Um, but another thing is the service is very poor in Aviva. Like, I've been to NFL games, and if you want to go for a pint, you're up. You'll grab, you know, the queues are small, and you're back in no time. A lot of the time in the Aviva, you know, people are going for pints. They're gone for 15, 20 minutes, you know. So okay. maybe that's something they could look at is okay. having more staff, staff on more bars. That'll probably come down to uh, the, the whole issues around trying to get uh, staff at the moment, uh, I'd say, as well, probably too. Um, stay with us, Jamie. Niall is on the line as well. Um, do you agree, Niall? Do you think, you know, sh- should there be a booze ban at matches? Uh, certainly not. But uh, what, what, what I mean by a booze ban... There should be uh, the bar should be open perhaps uh, for say fifteen minutes before the before the match. It it should be open at half time. But certainly when the match is on both sides of the team, it's a no go. Anyone who follows sport is passionate about whatever you know rugby, soccer, Gaelic, whatever it is match mm. they're going to. And the last thing they want is, as you said, as your previous callers have said, they've spent eighty to one hundred and twenty quid for a ticket. Is for uh, for their for their viewing of the match to be tampered with, you know, watching the game up and down and all. And what I, what I'm surprised is that there's not, not more scuffles at matches with with the likes of these people going in with drinks. Because I tell you, if I was sitting there, I certainly wouldn't be getting up. Uh, more than twice. Never mind, eighty times was that man who was seventy or eighty was. But what I am saying is, I, I, I've been to grounds uh, in Britain. I go to Chelsea quite a bit, and what they have over there is they have drinking before the match, and about approximately about seven minutes before the start of the match, the shutters come down automatic. And, that's that. and then at yeah. half time, okay. uh, you know, they, they go up and then before the second half, another seven minutes and that's it. There's no such thing. It's totally obnoxious for people to be drinking during a match. Right. They have all day and all night to drink. Yeah, leave but it out when for the, they go to a game, the duration of the game. Okay, fair well, enough. Yeah, exactly. Sure, well, it's only common sense. Let's, uh, let, let's see if people agree with you. Is it obnoxious to be drinking during the game? Uh, Niall, 53106 is the text number. Just b- before I let you go, Jamie, um, one of the issues that keeps coming in here on the tax line is people talking about not being able to get tickets. I mean, like, do you have a view on that? Or how do you prioritise, um, if you want to call them, genuine fans? Or should they be prioritised? Uh, well, I, look, it's kind of back to this pawn sandwich brigade then. You know, the problem is a lot of people, I, I've no problem, look, everyone's entitled to go to whatever they want if they want to pay for it. But there has to be something for the local rugby supporters you know as I said I get mine through a rugby club um, and I know there's plenty of people in the club who can't get tickets you know and would, would do anything to get to a game like well, I, I played school schoolboys rugby and you, you got tickets automatically like my young lad plays schoolboys rugby now and they can't get near tickets so that's one thing that's a pity is that the young people aren't getting good to go to the games anymore as well there used to be the the end where mm. uh, at the stadium where the kids were, and so we'd be roaring our heads off, which 
really helped create the atmosphere that used to be in the old land. Well, here's a text from a listener who says, I understand about the drinking of matches, but why are these people trying to gatekeep new fans from enjoying the sport and asking for priority on tickets for older fans? Get a season ticket if you're going to cry about it, says this listener. What would you say to that? <laughs> I don't think you actually can you even get it. Well, you can through the IR for Europe. Or Another thing they do in the NFL, which is very clever, is people walk around with freezer bags with beer in it. And you can buy your beer that way. Oh, Maybe that's, that's right. another thing they could look at. You know, stay in your seat. Somebody's walking up. Yeah, but should the then they'll be standing they... in front of you as well. Well, it's a lot better <laughs> than what's there, you know. Right. Like, I, I, I found that survey incredible, as I said to you, because I'd love to know the demographic of those 70 odd people that said. You know, only twenty five percent of them were unhappy. You know, mm. yeah, sixty eight percent wouldn't 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 support a, a booze ban at the Aviva. Listen, thanks a million for getting in touch with us today. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Now, a little earlier, we were talking about whether you should be allowed drink during sports matches because the IRFU, they've released this survey and they found that 68% of those asked said they wouldn't support a booze ban at the Aviva Stadium. So I want to get your thoughts on this today. Do you agree with that? Um, we have Steve on the line in Leash. Steve, what's your view on this? Like, Do you think they should continue serving um, drink at rugby matches? Well, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not against that. No, but I think what they should do is get the architects on board and start making areas where they like they do for non-smoking and smoking. You know, and everybody be comfortable, make the seats a little bit wider so they can get up and down. But all they want is bums on seats and a little bit of thinking. And I'm sure they can get around all this. And then, obvious, if they, they have too much to drink, they don't get allowed back. You know, something like that. That's what I'm thinking. What about you, um, Patrick? Do you think there should be drink at, at rugby matches? Hi, Andrea. Um, the <laughs> I'm kind of caught on this. Um, I, I do think there should be. I just think it's um, how do you deliver it. Um, I think we've become very... Um, different in our approach to attending games. I mean, when I started attending rugby matches, there was no seats. Um, so you just lived with people pushing by you and people in front of you. Um, I had originally texted in because I was at a match last year and there was a lot of complaints then about people going by and getting their pints. Um, where at the time, um, the people who, to me, were clearly not rugby supporters were more interfering in front when, you know, on their phones the entire time and... Um, jumping up and down at the wrong times or when they thought somebody else was celebrating it was time to celebrate so it's really these businesses need to survive um, and to survive you need to supply product um, I was involved in Connacht Rugby supplying um, um, food and beverage at one stage and it was very challenging to get everything done at half time um, so the vendors just you know they weren't able to make a good return on it so I, I do believe that you, you have to supply. It's all part of the experience. Um, and we have to learn to live a little bit with the, the inconvenience of people going by. As I said, mm-hmm. we used to watch matches in the terraces. Um, so, yeah, I do. I, I, I was fortunate enough last year, or, um, to be late last year, to go to the San Siro, um, which is an incredible stadium. Um, and it was the best atmosphere I've ever experienced in my entire life at any sporting event. 
And interestingly enough, and if you, it's in the media now that you know there's, there's two sides of the people in Milan. It's, it's going to be demolished. And the only reason it's going to be demolished, a bit like what Steve said there, they're, the architects are designing a new stadium purely for the entertainment and the, the t- products that can be sold before, during and after the okay. event. Because the current San Siro, which delivers an amazing atmosphere, as I said, the best of every experience, just does not have the infrastructure to provide food and beverage and they need they do. to be able so, to generate more okay, revenue. But, but, so, what, but what about the point like when you think of matches and, and All-Ireland and the whole lot you know what um, in, uh, in Crow Park and like you know during, during game time there's no drink, you know what I mean? Unless, you know, you, you can't bring it out to your seat. So, I mean, other people have talked today about absolutely serve drink or booze or whatever before the match, uh, during half time, that you can't leave the concourse with it. You can't bring it into the stadium seat, basically, effectively. Would that not just be the same thing? Which is, it will, I accept that, but you've got to take on board the vendors who are there. And if they have 80 minutes plus of of non-vending and you know you have people coming in from the pubs and the streets who you know might grab a pint just before the game you have a 15 minute window and that's why it just becomes mayhem because if this 15 minute window at half time if you look at sports in america in australia there's four quarters that's not because the sport needs four quarters and the players need <laughs> it's a rest. The commercial that's to give the, it 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 100 yeah, okay. percent vendors and so, not, so you've now got 15 45 minutes of vending, and that works. But in rugby, we have a 15-minute window, and having okay. been on both sides of the fence with, as, a, as a, a supporter wanting to get a mm. point, but also as, a, as a, a, Somebody, an owner of a vending yeah, business, yeah. You know that you know the you, you know, know the story. You know it's interesting, certainly, Patrick, to hear that uh, to get that perspective. Uh, let's bring in Gary as well. Um, what suggestion do you have, Gary? Uh, well, I was only thinking um, and comparing it to my experiences growing up in the space and going to football and baseball games. You know, yep. have vendors uh, going through the stands throughout the game, selling beer, food items, you know, hot dogs, peanuts, whatever you know. But it's uh, it seems to work, and uh, um, you know, when people. You know, I don't know what the price of the, of a, you know, they sell bottles or cans of beer. Mm. So and it seems to work. Maybe fine. that seems to work. I mean, I heard a couple of other people making that suggestion a little earlier too, Patrick. Is that the route we're going down then? You know, it's, it's down to all, I suppose, all parties need to be considered. I mean, it is a nuisance. I, I think when you had this on um, last year after one of the games, some particular person contacted said he got up and down 40-something times during the course of the match, which is not acceptable. Um, so th- I think, like anything, um, th- a balance needs to be reached. But as I said from the outset, like we used to go to matches and stand in terraces, and there were people constantly jumping up and down us, and we got on mm. with it. So okay. are, are we becoming the smoked salmon sandwich, <laughs> prawn sandwich? I've sandwich heard that. Yeah, that, that's been that's been sent in all right a couple of times. But a lot of listeners feel that there's uh, plenty of the prawn, uh, the prawn sandwich brigade heading to rugby matches with no real interest at all. Uh, Berkman is on the line. What's your view on this? Uh, well, I would thank you. Uh, I would take the view that um, the the issue we're all complaining about is not actually drinking. 
it's the inconvenience that people who are drinking are causing for the people who are paying the 80 or 120 quid ticket who are entitled to sit, watch and enjoy their game. And I do believe that the, it's the transfer of the booze onto the, into the seating area. And I would take the view that people should not be allowed to bring their booze from the bar onto the seating area. And in most of the stadia, we are probably talking about, certainly from my point of view, it's prob- probably Leinster Rugby visiting the other provinces and the Aviva. And there is, in all of those, there is a fan zone or another area in which it's possible to watch the game on television while you opt out of your seat to get a pint uh, and, and have a conversation. Mm. And that you shouldn't be doing that, jumping up and down for the for the people who are trying to enjoy the game. Do you go to many games yourself, Berkman? I do. You do, I yeah. Do. And does I it bother do. you um, this going on? Uh, like, uh, yeah, as a season, I'm a season ticket holder in Leinster rugby, and I have a what I call a seat that's pretty convenient for me to get to and from the bar. But that unfortunately means that all the guys who want to go to the pint during the match have to push past me. You're tortured, the and I find it very, very inconvenient. Some matches more than others, and with no particular warning. <clears throat> and I have had that same experience in the Viva. Mm. But I've also had the experience in the Viva myself being there uh, with uh, a sort of a social company where the emphasis tended to be more around the conversation. And we adjourned to the bar and watched the match on the, on the telly uh, while we're having our pint and returned to our seats when we felt the game was getting exciting. Okay. And, yeah. Darren is on the line as well um, Darren like, do you think we should well should there be a ban at all sports matches on drink um, during the I, match I, I think we should not lose sight of where what we're going to the Aviva for just using Aviva as an example mm. we're going to watch a game of rugby okay we're going to watch two two teams one that we support one that we don't to play a game and hopefully we win so that that is the ultimate aim of every sport you're going to to to, to. And to, and to enjoy that that event and spectacle as as much as they can. My view would be that is I don't have an issue with people having a drink if they want to have a drink that's entirely their choice. I I personally don't when I'm going to a match I'd rather watch the match. But you know as playing time starts, it should only be exit mentions for the likes of toilet breaks. Like toilet breaks are a necessity in fairness. But if you choose to go out and want to have a pint in the first half, second half, or whatever. Well, there's, there's perfectly good viewing areas at, at the circumference of the stadium where you can still see part of the match, but then you don't uh, have an opportunity to spoil the, uh, the, the event or spectacle for anybody else. So I think if you choose to go for that point in the middle of the, the, one of the halves of the game, well, then you're, you're making that choice for yourself. And therefore, you should choose to watch mm. it from one of the views. Well, funny, the the, around there. there's an interesting text in from somebody who says, perhaps if they allow caps and bottles, then a person can buy or carry uh, maybe two or three drinks at a time instead of having to buy one at a time. Get up out of their seat and go up to the bar during the match. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.